Hello and welcome to the New Ears Podcast, an auditory exploration of the art of the album. I'm your host, Jonathan Humphrey. In this episode, we will be covering the album Living Mirage by the band The Head and the Heart. This is their fourth album, and it was released on May 17th, 2019. The album did place on the Billboard 200 list at 16. My guest today is Robin McMahon, a writer and a dancer, and we're going to go ahead right to that conversation now. I'm sitting here with Robin McMahon. Robin, how are you doing today? I'm good. Excellent. Well, before we talk about this album, why don't you uh, take a minute to let people know anything that you're working on or that a cause that you promote or, you know, maybe a recommendation. This is your time to just let someone know about something outside of this podcast or this album. I'm an aspiring author, so if you can find me on like Instagram as RH McMahon and Twitter as RH McMahon, and then I am just starting a indie online literary magazine called The Blue Moth, and you can find that at thebluemothpress.com. Great. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into the album, The Head and the Heart, Living Mirage. I have I was not familiar at this album at all before you recommended it, but I was just curious, what was your personal history with the album? Well, this is like one of my favorite bands since probably around like 2015-ish when I actually started to like find music that I liked because I was a Disney girl throughout like most of high school who then was like, oh wow, I'm too old for Disney. So I listened to country for a little while with just like, oh, this is on the radio too. And then in 2015, I started to like find music that I actually liked, which was like that indie folk rock type genre. And that's where I found it in the heart with their song. I don't know if it's the most popular one. I think it was at the time, which was like Rivers and Roads, which is like one of my all time favorite songs of theirs. And they disappeared for a little while. And I just didn't look it up or anything. And I heard a song in a, like in the mall and I was like, this kind of sounds like Head in the Heart, but it was so different. And then I was, I, like, I kept listening. I looked it up. I'm like, this is Head in the Heart. So they came back with this like, like more like mainstream-ish type album, which is how I found out that they were even doing new music because they had disappeared for like three years. I was having a hard time kind of placing the genre. And you said this one may be a little bit different, but you said their earlier catalog is more indie folk country. Yeah, they're a little, they're more like uh, almost bluegrassy with like the, um, their harmonies and the instruments they use and stuff like that. But yeah, they're definitely a lot more indie folk area before um, they did this album. Yeah, I mean, I, I see those influences still there pretty heavily, but I was having a hard time where, where placing this album specifically. I mean, yeah. There's a lot going on to it because those influences are there, but there's definitely some pop and, you know, some electronic music influences in this. That's why it shocked me to hear them in like a store because they were never a band I heard on the radio. Like, I think I found them probably specifically through Pandora, like a Mumford and Sons channel or something like that. Well, that makes sense. And that's how I found them. But I never heard them on the radio or in or just like in a 
regular clothing store. And that's why I like it confused the heck out of me. I was like, wait, well, like this is them, but this isn't them. <laughs> right. Obviously, the, the name of this album is the name of a, a song on this album. But what does the title of this album mean to you as a whole? Well, for me, this album, like, I don't know if I have a connection to the title specifically, but this album seemed to be a lot about like people reconnecting. So I kind of thought, like, I didn't like look into it to find out maybe I should have, but I kind of thought maybe it had to do something with their band's break because they had like, I think from like 2016 to 2019, they were quiet, like almost as if they'd had like maybe some kind of rift or something. Cause this whole album is about people like getting back together and choosing to stay together. Like a lot of the songs have to do with like, we almost left each other, but we shouldn't have left each other type of thing. So I don't know about like the title specifically, but that's how like the album came off. That makes sense to me. Cause I, on my big notes are that there's kind of multi themes working on this, that, that definitely make it an album. And some of it is romantic relationships. And some of it seems very, very specific to music and therefore the band's relationship. And at times I wonder, is one a metaphor for the other or vice versa? Like, yeah, because this whole thing could be about a romantic relationship. And then when they're talking about music, that being more of a metaphor, but it could go the other way completely. Yeah. That's kind of what I had thought. I thought I was wondering if I had like maybe missed a personal relationship within the band even or something like there's just so many, like kind of like re getting back together songs. Yeah, or or looking at another an old relationship fondly, or or standing at the end of a relationship in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, was there was anything else that was really sticking out theme wise to you that we missed? No, I think you kind of touched on like the like just music being an important thing throughout the like like they actually actually talk about how important music is in their songs. So like other than that, I think it was kind of like a balance between like explaining their relationship to music and then explaining their relationship either to a significant other or maybe the band or something in that realm yeah well i just wanted to make some notes about some things like the musical aspects of this album that i appreciated and i'm also curious i'm also curious how it stacks against their past work because i only know this album <laughs> well one thing i found really interesting is that for what they're doing melodically the music is surprisingly rhythm driven on this album, at least. And they have a really great way of, of dropping instruments in and out. Like the way they layer instruments throughout was really impressive. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite things about them is their harmonies and music, actual like instrumental harmonies and all of that stuff too. It's like, it's, it's probably like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's one of those things about their songs that just give you that like feeling of like, ah, oh, like, yes, that was so good. And that's probably what caught my attention to them the most. I'm glad they kept that because they do have that in most of their old uh, like songs and albums too. Well, one thing about uh, other thing I noticed is just kind of a little silly thing about the instruments is it felt like anytime I, I heard the piano, not anytime, there's maybe one or two places where it isn't the case. But no matter what was going on with the rest of the parts, whether it felt like a darker part of the album or whatever, anytime except for one or two exceptions that I heard the piano, for some reason, the piano always feels really light in their production and really floaty and like positive feeling going against any of the negative feelings in the rest of the music. I don't know if that's just me being crazy or. No, I, I mean, I don't think I would have picked it up on like on my own to like have thought to say it, but I, I can definitely see what you're talking about. Like they're, 
their piano music throughout is sort of like the lighter theme of everything that's going on. And there's always a lot going on in their songs. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the album as a whole before we get into the individual songs? Mostly, I just, I liked that even though they did seem to go a little bit more pop with this album, that they kept a lot of their trademark stuff, like you were talking about, like layering in the different instruments and bringing them in at like really interesting times. Like that's probably the most distinct thing about them from album to album. And I'm glad they didn't just like throw that away to be more, uh, maybe like listenable or playable to like everybody. Definitely. Well, I think it's time we take a very quick break and then we'll come back to talk about the tracks. back and it's time to break down this album track by track as usual start with the first song track number one see you through my eyes this could be so easy if you could see you through my eyes this could be so easy if you could see you through my eyes for me for some reason this feels like a really weird song to start an album with i don't know why not to say that it's a bad song but especially with what the rest of a lot of their music is this is almost like an anthem in a weird way and it doesn't set the page for what the rest of the album is going to be like yeah it's a little bit it's actually because of the like what it's about it's one of my favorite songs because like I mean, this is probably one of the first times I've been asked to like think of an uh, album like as a whole piece actively, like think of it. Uh, so for me, it was just like, like I like the message behind it. I like, I you know, I have a significant other that we like, were like, oh, this song fits our relationship. So like that was my like emotional connection to it. It's not that I was saying like, I don't think this is a good song. It just, it's very interesting to open it with this one. Yeah. I think maybe that's why I got right off the bat that this is like some type of like breakup or makeup album because the very first song right off the bat is like this could be easy if we could get on the same page sort of thing but it's not easy. Yeah and it kind of works on layers because there is obviously the romantic aspect of it but it is also kind of a message to people at large the like which appears again on this album, but it's like, don't be so hard on yourself. You don't realize all the good that other people see in you. Yeah. As opposed to how you're focusing negatively on yourself. Yeah. There's a lot of that in this album. But do you mean like it sounds different from like the rest of there? A little bit. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost that like, semi-anthem nature that i'm talking about yeah i think this one actually is one of there's like three or four on here that like stay closest to their roots and this is like one that's like maybe not closest but like still more leaning towards like the way that they started their music career just a little not as much as a couple other ones i'll point out later but this one is still a little bit more towards their original sound i feel like this song takes place in a weird place. Like you said, a makeup or, or, or get 
back together but i almost feel like this song kind of takes place in the in-between space of of like breaking up and then making up i'm not sure i feel like all of the songs you could place on different points in the timeline yeah i would actually agree with you that it's kind of like in that in-between space where like they they don't know if it's gonna work or not because uh and i love that they sing this one in a duet that like they because like said no they're not all true duets but this one like has a lot of the like back and forth and they talk about like she's because they have the i i'm just as damaged as you are line and then the i saw the signs you were leaving so like i i do agree with you that it's kind of like right in that spot where it's like it could go either way right some other little thing i i wanted to address is this is just me thinking about mechanics of songwriting and not even the way they the, the towards the end like the bridge lines or whatever when when they're like chanting your magic does something to me there's something about that line that makes it feel like it's calling back to something else but there's no reference to magic or anything in the rest of the song so i don't know D- does it feel like that to you at all that they're like they're trying to evoke something earlier in the song that isn't there so i kind of wonder if they're trying to like again like make sure they're still trying and tying in their old sound because this album is probably the most uh repetitive lyrically a lot of their old songs like of course every all music has repetition in it because like that's how you learn the you know and you sing along and everything like that but they had a lot less repetition generally in the structure of their songs before and they would do things like this where they would like break off like it wouldn't be the refrain again it would be like a break off where they have like these like like calling out like type lines that's pretty common in their thing so like I was kind of wondering if they were trying to like bring that in at the end like usually they would do it like halfway through the song and it would just like change up the whole song and you're like as the listener you're like kind of surprised by it but it's good so I think they are maybe like just trying to bring that like element into it at the end I can see that yeah well that you said this is this is one of your favorites on the album is there uh, anything else about it that we might not have touched on yet i think this was the first one that i heard besides mixed connection or missed connection which i'd heard um on the radio at the store which is what was like oh my band that i like has a new song out like what um so i think that could have been part of it just because like it was like the first one i listened to and then i think it's more of a personal thing for me i just like i felt like i related to the lyrics of the song so that makes it easy for it to be a favorite definitely well i think uh i think we're safe to go ahead and play a little bit of track two missed connection want my eyes in the right direction find myself in a conversation from a missed connection If I'm not mistaken, this probably was the first single from the album, right? That I know of, yeah. This is the one where I was literally, I think it was like JCPenney. I was standing in the store and the song came on and I was like, this sounds so familiar. I think I just recognized like the voices and stuff. I was like, this sounds familiar, but like different. And then I either looked it up in the store or like wrote down a couple lyrics so I could look it up later. And I was like, oh, the head and the heart has a whole new thing which actually led to me seeing them live in 2019 wow that feels like forever ago and it wasn't forever ago yeah it, it does feel like forever ago 
Well, I think it makes sense that this was a single. I I put this as one of my uh, standout tracks for the album. Just a little funny side note is that the title just makes me think of Craigslist. Yeah, same. <laughs> Literally same. Yeah, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it definitely, I can't think of misconnection without thinking of Craigslist. It might be uh, our millennial syndrome, but... Quite possibly. Well, this song is... Uh, one of the few songs where I saw anyone directly from the band talk about what it's about. And it kind of strengthens the argument that this is about relationships and the band. Cause apparently this song is written about the guy, the male singer's current girlfriend and also about the band. See, I need to get more into like looking up the personal lives of bands I listen to. So I'm such a like, if I like the song, sometimes I don't even know the band name. I'm like, if I like the song, that's all I'll remember is the song. So like, I'm just learning that now, but that's pretty cool that they actually said like, that it is about relationships and about their relationship to the band. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I could be wrong and I'm I'm not going to pull up eight more internet no, I, tabs yeah. to, to <laughs> justify, but what from what I remember, I think, that he had played an open mic or something with, or like just a random time with these people and was thinking about moving. And then I, I don't know, or maybe it, maybe it, it was after the band broke up and he, they moved and he had to decide to move with them. But that's what I read it somewhere. Aside from what they say it's about, what did you get from this song? For this song, because I, I don't like change. So uh, for me, this wasn't one of my like, like standout ones or favorite ones just because this is probably one of the most poppy songs on the album I think anyways I do like it it's just like it's not like one of my favorites because I like the ones that touch a little bit more on like their old style but to me like that was this is the song that started like started me thinking that like they had like either broken up or taken a break from each other as the band at the time because uh it just like right away is talking about like kind of like lost and leaving and missing things right well one of the things that was working for me the most in the song was the like the sound design like the effects that i couldn't immediately be like oh that's just a guitar mm. or yet there's a lot of stuff going on in in this song that i liked that was really noticeable in headphones but other than that yeah i i don't know what else to add to the, about it uh a lot of these songs can be about either one of the things, as we've said, but otherwise there's not a lot of mystery to them. Although one song gave me a lot of questions <laughs> and we'll get that to that later. But uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add about Missed Connection? Uh, no, just for me, this song was uh, just like kind of a signifier that they had changed their sound, which I think is why like maybe I have some like slight negative feelings towards it. I thought I don't like it. It's just that I knew when I heard this song that they were going in a different direction that I had been accustomed to for, I think, four albums. I think they have four full, uh, like, very, very folky, like, all about the harmonies, no pop aspects at all. And, like, that's what I fell in love with. So, like, this song was like, uh, oh, we're changing. And I was like, wait a minute, why? <laughs> well, I think we'll go ahead and play a little bit now of track number three, People Need a Melody. People need a melody to open their eyes, like a key to a memory frozen in time. Holding on to everything 
Then you're stuck in the past Boy, when you're gonna learn the world So it's perfect that earlier in our conversation, you brought up being a Disney kid. Yes. Because when I was writing my notes for this and trying to say what I thought the song was about, I wrote that this is an emotional whistle while you work. That's actually really funny that you say that because uh, one of they have like, quite a few songs about not being down about like like the like whistle while you work like they have a whole song about essentially being like a railroad worker like this is the thing <laughs> that they do so yeah that's funny it is a little bit like that <laughs> yeah just as very much like don't get stuck where you are get something to get you uplifted it is funny that you mentioned like hearing them in in the store and being like oh they have a new album because this was after i had been researching for a while i was at the grocery store and usually I'm like, I'm paying attention to the music, but it's all stuff like that just goes completely past me as I'm like, I, I'm not interested, but I hear it. And all of a sudden this song started. And I think the, the intro to this song is a little bit in a good way is weird compared to how the rest of the song ends up sounding. Yeah. But that's why when I heard it in the grocery store, I was like, this is a weird intro to a, a song that's on a grocery store radio. But I also know it. What is it? And like, but I think it's interesting that that the start is so weird and different to the rest of the song, and that this is a pr- apparently a popular song. And that's kind of. I think I'm probably gonna say this a million times, but uh, this is one of the reasons that this one is one of my favorites because that's the kind of thing that they're known for is starting songs off completely different from how they finish, and they brought this one that like that element like back into this song. Yeah, it was really, really successful here. What what else would you like to say about the, the lyrics to this song? For this one, I put that my favorite line was, uh, people need a melody to open their eyes to a memory frozen in time. I like that line because I think, for me anyways, music can rem- make you remember things. Like, I connect, uh, as I'm a writer, and as a writer, I listen to music a lot when I write to, like, set, like, the right feeling as I'm writing. And then, like, I we'll have times where like oh i hear a song and that can like unlock different memories so i just thought that was cool yeah i actually i myself had a a writing project that may someday be brought back to light it was like little bits of flash nonfiction, kind of and each little piece would be me relating to a song and the title of the piece would be a lyric from that song that's awesome but yeah no music can definitely trigger memories and emotions and all other kinds of things and for me like personally with the album like hide in the heart is a band that i have like a lot of connected memories to so like it was like working double time for me i'm like oh i relate to that line and then also like if you play several different songs from this band i can think of like times in my life where like that was my song that i was listening to over and over again right so they have two vocalists in this band right and has it been like that most of their career? Oh yeah, they've all. Uh, I think her name's Charity. Okay, so I think Charity Rose. She's the female uh, lead singer. I think she she started to come in more towards this album, but she always was like the harmony, the backup vocals, the occasional um, uh, if they would do a duet. So she was always there. But she say I think she sings probably I think the most in this album. 
I'm not for sure, but I think it might be more than just the two of them sometimes, because some of the harmonies they do are crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, like, in this song even, is a lot of times it feels like they do gang vocals, like almost everyone singing backing vocals or something. Yeah, I think so too, because when I saw, when I did see them live, they sound like exactly the same. So I don't think it's like layered on afterwards or anything like that. Like they're all singing. And uh, she actually plays the violin. That's her her role. It seems like a few of them have to be uh, multi-instrumentalists. Yeah, I think she plays the violin and the guitar. I know for sure the violin because I didn't know that until I saw them live. And then like she actually took out her violin. And that was actually a pretty cool moment to see her legitimately playing because you don't think about that always when you're like listening to it and you see it on stage and you're like, wow, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about People Need a Melody? That's just, it's kind of a feel good song, in my opinion. I mean, when I listen to it, it's like, I don't know, it's like a sweet song. <laughs> I like it. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to track number four and play a little bit of Honeybee. This album came out in 2019, and when I first, the very first time I heard this song, listening to it in order on this album, I was like, I've heard this song before. And I went through my head and tried to figure out how I would have heard it if it came out in 2019, and I still don't know. But something about this song feels like a cover or an homage to something else. There is some very classic feeling to it. I don't know for sure if it is like an homage to something else, but this is one of my absolute favorite songs on this album. Yeah, I have it marked as a standout track as well. What would you say this song is about? So like, as we've kind of been saying, like the theme of the album seems to be like, sort of like, like kind of like getting back together. For me, this song is sort of about like that after that, like after the hardship of like figuring out like all the details and what's wrong like kind of almost staying together anyways like whether it's the band or with your your passion for music or a significant other it's like they weathered the storm and like they chose to be where they are now yeah there's definitely vibes of it being like a classic long-term love song which i have exactly like that in my notes but i also at the same time and maybe it's just something about the language they choose to use in wording but there are parts of this song and i don't have a specific example but even just the way some stuff comes through in the voice where it feels like it's at the end of a long and important relationship that isn't permanent i don't know what where i'm getting that from exactly but there were hints of that to me i think it's like sort of that feeling of like they could let it go and almost maybe that like they should Because there's a lot of moments in here that talk about, like, essentially it being, like, bad or, like, there's, like, this one line. Such a fool. I took your love and bent all the rules. You took the blow and didn't let it show. Stuck around and let me know. Built a family of our own. So they're kind of taught. I mean, he's, like, almost admitting however you want to view the relationship as, like, taking advantage of this person that like loves him but like like she like takes the brunt of it anyway so like I think I can see where like it's almost like 
they chose to stay together, but like there's still a lot of like things underneath cracks, like beneath the surface, kind of. Definitely. I had a hard time figuring out what to say about the music itself to this song. It just, it has that very classic feeling to it. It almost feels like it could have been like a barbershop quartet song or something (laughs) just I, I don't know, just in the way the melodies work and I don't know, the key it's in, it just, there's something about it that I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, so. Uh, I like a lot of the harmonies in this one musically. I think, again, it sort of reminds me a little bit more of um, their older stuff. Not quite. This one's more on track with their new sound, but they still have a lot of those harmonies in there, which I am a sucker for good harmonies. <laughs> The other musical statement I can say is bringing it back to something I said at the beginning, how the piano is generally like the floaty, lighter melody. This song and the next song, which we'll get into in a moment, but this song is one of the big examples of how there is a like darker moments of this song musically, but anytime that piano is there, it's the lighter, upbeat feeling. Yep, definitely. Their piano is probably because... Once she brings out that violin, like it's intensity, like all the way. And so I think the the piano is definitely where it like gets lighter. Yeah, exactly. I don't really have anything else to say. Did, did we miss something you wanted to touch on on this one? No, this is just, I'm a big lyrics person. That's like one of my uh, like make or break it for a song. And I just, I love what, what I can attach personally to the song and everything. I love the lyrics. And that's probably why it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And like I said, I I put this as a standout track. And I think for me, it's hard to write a song that you feel like you've known your whole life or that's been there. And this song has that kind of effect on me where it's just like, I, I couldn't find anything else where it was this song. And maybe someone will tell me where I'm wrong or whatever, but it felt like I knew this song instantly when I it's heard got, it. It's got like one of those familiar melodies to it, which maybe might have been what they're going for. Cause it's, I mean, it's almost got a little bit of a comforting theme. Like there's like a little bit of resolution and like we were talking about like decision to be where they are in life. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think uh, safe to move on to the next song, track number five, Brenda. actually do pay a lot of attention to like the music of it like I said I'm a little bit more of a lyric person and then like obviously I like the harmonies and stuff but this one has such cool like intro I don't know how to talk about music like with formal terms but like the interludes and stuff and the melodies like throughout each like verse I don't know they're so good well I really appreciate the very mechanical drum sound that it all starts with Mm -hmm. but once again the piano like like i mentioned already the piano plays those brighter lighter melodies even playing against the darker melodies at parts yeah i love the piano in this song like it's i don't know i don't even know what maybe it's the rhythm of it i don't know but i love the piano in this song yeah i mean it definitely works and it's very interesting and yeah this song changes a, a lot i guess more like their older songs than a lot of songs on this album 
for me, this song is just about not wanting to say goodbye. I don't know if there was more to it that I missed. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's more to it that you missed. A lot of their, especially this album, so I don't know if I'd say the same for all of their albums, but a lot of their songs are very straightforward. They kind of say what they're saying. Like, Well, on that note, do you think there is a, a Brenda that is being written to? You know, that was actually one of the things that I kind of wondered too, because like, I like the band, um, I think it's the Lumineers that does this, where like almost every single one of their songs is like named after a person. And then the name is like actually in the song. And this one, it's named Brenda, but they don't, they don't mention a Brenda ever. So I actually always kind of like wondered why, why the title. Well, and also the thing with that is you got to wonder if there is a Brenda, how do they feel about this song? <laughs> like uh, yeah. being named after them. I mean, it could go either way. I feel like if a band had a song about me, I would almost, unless it was like horrible, almost not care what they said because that would just be cool. But maybe she has a different opinion. To me, this album feels like, it's not autobiographical is the right word, but it doesn't, it feels personal enough that I don't think these are stories about other people. Yeah, I always got the impression, like even when you said earlier that you had maybe read that uh, some of it or the first song was about like the significant other and then like also about the band, like I had, or this or Misconnection was about that, right? I had always assumed because of the way that they write and maybe this is just like fan shipping almost that the... Uh, I think he's like the lead guitar or the lead male vocal and the lead female vocal. I always thought they were singing about each other. I don't think that's true, but the way they write and the way they sing always just feels so personal. Well, that's always the uh, dangerous position to be in. I don't know. I guess kind of in line with, with what you were saying about their sound. I don't know if you remember that song home from like maybe 2010, 2012, it was a guy and a girl singing and they were a couple and then they broke up and then it's like, well, what are you going to do? Is the band over? Do you? Yeah. How do you keep going after that? Yeah. You just like suck it up. And isn't that like the hot topic now with, um, I watch too much TikTok and that's going to be apparent now, but, uh, with, uh, Olivia Rodrigo and that other dude that are on some Disney tv show high school musical thing now where they uh they broke up in real life but they have to still play a couple on their tv show i guess again too much tiktok but yeah i'm i'm not sure what it is what the tv show is like but that album is definitely the album she released recently is definitely all about that break oh yeah like every single song his name's joshua bassett that's his name i don't i'm not young enough to be in tune with the actual tv show but i'm still in the range of tiktok user which is how i know anything about this yeah i guess uh that whole album is definitely about them breaking up and i guess they have to still be like a couple in the show so like i could imagine that would be stressful which is why i thought this band had stopped making music but i don't know if that has any basis in fact at all if it was just me assuming that like they were together well you never know i mean the story of the white stripes always comes to mind when talking about that kind of thing you know for years they told everyone they were brother and sister and really they were like divorced isn't that us 
also who did that too? I'm not brother and sister, but uh, I had to play with a significant other, Stevie Nicks, right? And uh, all of uh, Fleetwood Mac was like, yeah, that. they were all like <laughs> relationships and breaking up, and then so there is there is precedence for it, but it doesn't sound like it works out well. No, like ever. no. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about for Brenda? This one doesn't sound like their old stuff, but it's a good representation of the way they use music. It's, it has like the things change up within it. It's not, it doesn't stay the same from beginning to end type thing. That's like, that's sort of their thing. Like they have interesting breaks and stuff. Yeah, I think it was, it was good. And, and like I said, throughout this album, I do think the way they bring in and out instruments, it works really well. Let's go ahead and play a little clip of track number six, Running Through Hell. Well, I'm looking for heaven, running through hell again. Looks like I got myself in trouble with the boys again. I think this is also a, a standout track for me. I don't know how you feel about it. Through this talking to you, I just becoming apparent that we have very opposite music tastes. Uh, this is actually my uh, most commonly skipped song. It'll come. I'll like. I'll give it a few bars, and then I'll be like, "All right, next." Okay, that's fair. But since we're on that subject. I'm wondering if we can agree on what the worst part of this song is. So I don't always make it through to the whole song, but I is it the talking part? It is the talking part. And I don't mind when people talk in songs. It just does not work for him or this song. No, I actually forgot. I re-listened to the whole album like intentionally before coming to talk to you. Uh, and I, it had been so long since I let this song play all the way through that I completely forgot that there was a talking part. And I was like, what the hell is this? It's really jarring when it happens. Yeah, it completely threw me off. I was like, I didn't even remember this was a thing. And I wish it, it wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, I wish it wasn't a thing either. It, it definitely is the worst part of this song. I'm glad we both agree on that. Yeah, it's... If they don't ever that's not I'm like I can't think of a single other song where he just is like I'm gonna talk in their whole career so I don't know what inspired him to uh to do that in this song yeah I mean again I, I like when people do that in some songs a lot and you know it's not something I normally would be like, don't ever do that. But he just doesn't, it, nothing about it works. No. But I think what did work for me is this is another song where I really liked the sound design. A lot of what's going on in the background of it, I really, really appreciated. In some ways, it reminds me of mid-career U2. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to say about what's not working musically before we talk a little bit about the meaning at least this song has a little bit of like, like maybe a darker or heavier tone like musically and i don't always tend to like uh to like vibe with those kind of songs uh pretty much throughout everything i listen to if there's a song on the album that has like a little bit more of that heavier tone i'm like eh. like just musically not like not like meaning wise like right. just the way that it i don't i don't know exactly how to explain it but like 
it doesn't have maybe like as catchy of a feel to it and i i just kind of like fall off of songs like that I'm like i i do tend to like stuff with a heavier tone obviously as someone that likes a lot of like aggressive hip-hop and punk rock yeah that makes sense i guess this song is really just all about not being where you want to be yeah there's a lot of things in here about like that I just don't relate to, I guess. Like, uh, looks like I got myself in trouble with the boys again. I I have never had an experience other than like, like my like my significant other could probably relate to this song, and maybe that's also why I think negatively negatively of it because I'm like your friends are lame. But you know, <laughs> that line didn't really mean much to me. Like, I didn't relate to that. I was just like, what? what why are you in trouble? And I almost wonder, but that's what made me think back. Are the boys the band or is it like a group of friends? Especially if the two vocalists were in a relationship at some point, Mm -hmm. then if they broke up or whatever, then he'd be in trouble with the rest of the band. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't, it's funny how like personal experience can, can like skew a song because like, because of like my own personal history with like, like the literally the line of looks like I got myself in trouble with the boys again. I heard that line and like dismissed the song and didn't think of like any other meaning of it than like a guy going out with his group of friends and doing things that like they shouldn't be doing. But I like that you thought about it in different terms of like maybe like having to do something with the band or that would be an interesting thing to find out if the bandmates ever did have like issues with each other like people breaking up within the band yeah i mean it was just i just read it that way because like i said there's little subtle things about this being about bands or relationships with music Mm -hmm. so that kind of hit me that way Uh, is there anything you think we missed about running through hell you know i couldn't tell you because i think i've listened to it all the way through like three times in my life (laughs) it's just one of those i feel like everyone has an, a song on albums that they like that it's just like skip and this is my this is my skip well then we're gonna go ahead and skip on to track number seven up against the wall So this is probably the song I had the least notes on for the whole album. And I'm curious what you had to say about it. Uh, I actually think I would kind of agree with you on that. Um, to me, this one is probably, again, one of their more like poppy ones, sort of how I felt about uh, Missed Connection, but maybe even more so just a little bit like kind of just a filler song. It's just kind of there. It sounds nice. Yeah. And and even the the like meaning of the song just kind of, I mean, the only meaning i have written down is loneliness like that it's just about facing loneliness i didn't see anything else going on but even that isn't exactly what the song is yeah it just kind of feels like it's just there because like musically it's it's kind of catchy it's uh almost like like dance-ish like you could you could probably play it at a party or something like that and people would enjoy it but it doesn't really have too much to like think about in it my only other real note is do you think this song is a deliberate reference to should i stay or should i go by the clash 
and they say they say when asked if we should stay or go twice in this song so i'm wondering if it is i would never picked up on that on my own that's funny it might just be because i'm a big fan of the clash yeah that's that's funny i i hope so i hope it is i hope they did i would like to think that if they're fans of music they have to be fans of the clash like if they're big musicians well not big musicians but you know if i would imagine but i don't know for sure yeah i mean i wouldn't know either but like that would be kind of cool if it was but that's that's literally all i really had to say about this song i do feel like like you said it's kind of a little bit of a filler song is there anything else that's kind of what i thought about it it's a filler song like if you say the title to me like i have to think about it to like remember what it is and it's just it's just kind of there yeah well let's go ahead and move on then to track number eight Saving Grace. Now I'm sitting here alone in the spirit, hearing every word, the words I should have said. Now is this real or is it in my head? I don't know if there's a time, if there's a place, the time is now. So I, I didn't mention it by name but i talked about this song very early this is the one example i saw where the piano was actually a little bit darker than it was on the other songs i can see that this is um this is one of my favorites in the album and i don't know if it just like feels more familiar to me or i don't know i just like it (laughs) what are the lyrics about to you then let's start there for me it was kind of well like i've like kind of like i've been saying i've seen this whole album as sort of like uh like a coming back to something album and this sort of like this song kind of like like maybe the moment they came back to whatever it was they're coming back to the moment like things kind of like started to like get better I guess like it's like that like precipice of like things are about are like as bad as they can be and then something saves you or it or whatever you're relating it to yeah I can see that I think to, to focus in on that a little bit more for what I was getting from the song. I almost feel like this song can be looked at that way or as in like a warning. It feels like part of the song is like, if you're in that moment, if you're in the opportunity, don't miss it. Don't ignore it. And then the other half is like a warning. Don't sit there thinking about wasting the opportunity. Take it. Yeah. I can see that. It's kind of like, here is your saving grace like don't don't skip out on it like, like pay like notice it like pay attention don't miss this like sign or opportunity yeah i mean that's how it definitely felt to me was there anything else you wanted to say about the music because you said it was really working for you um uh, i like that they bring back in their traditional uh where they have that place where they they kind of ask a question and like they ask the question over and over but it changes like musically usually within that what they're doing for that while they're at, like using the lyric to ask that question yeah well i uh this is the other song i i wasn't a statement on its quality but i really just wasn't finding myself having that many notes i, I don't know if there's any last thing you wanted to say about saving grace or no i think a lot of their songs are relatively straightforward and i i think this is one of them where it's just like i mean you kind of get the meaning from like just they don't, they don't have a lot of like hidden stuff within their lyrics. Like they say what they mean. Well, I'm glad you said that because that's a perfect segue into track nine, I Found Out. 
gave my trust to the wrong man again the wrong man again well it happens all the time it happens all the time I was born on a good day I've seen the world through children's eyes my hell those years go by I don't know why but this song raises a lot of questions to me <laughs> this song i most of the time you're right like i think things are pretty straightforward and i'm not saying the meaning isn't kind of straightforward but some of the wording confused me and it probably is just looking through my filter but let's just have fun with it and let me ask a couple of these questions <laughs> first off what does it mean to be born on a good day see i think as a listener to the head and the heart like I don't know. It's like that, like nostalgia almost, because they talk like this in most of their songs. This is probably I almost some of the like earlier on songs are my favorites because of like how I can relate to them personally in my life. But like musically and head in the heart, like specific, this is probably my favorite song out of the album because it is the most like their like original sound and. It's just the way that they talk. I don't know if it's an indie thing, if it's a high in the heart thing, but like for whatever reason, like that line like makes me feel something, but I can't tell you what it is. Okay. Cause I was just like, I know the, the expression, like it's a good day to be alive. That makes sense to me. I sat there really thinking about what it means to be born on a good day. Like the hospital was well staffed. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think the high in the heart has a reputation for trying to put in positivity in like songs and lyrics that are about hardships. So like kind of like when they're saying like I was born on a good day, it's almost saying like any day is a good day to be born because you were born. Okay, I guess that makes sense when coupled with the line about seeing the world through children's eyes. Yeah. Then let's go on to the next question. Why does he hate aimlessness so much <laughs> like the accusation of if you don't know where you're going don't that you wish that on me like it's one thing to be like i know where i'm going and i'm happy with that but you do you but something about the way it's stated is like how dare you not know where you're going i would never i think this song really is like a, like a capstone of all of their albums because like they like that aim like that like being adverse to aimlessness is another theme in a lot of their songs a lot of their songs have to do with like purpose knowing where you're going having uh like rivers and roads which is one of my all-time favorite songs and one of my all-time favorite songs from the head and the heart is literally about people moving away from each other because they're like you know you're getting older and you're finding different purposes so like a lot of their songs are just about doing things so that's kind of funny that he has a line in here that's like if you don't know where you're going don't put that on me because like like, i can't handle that like my whole life is about like i have somewhere i'm moving and that's where i'm going that's it's interesting it's funny that all these questions are just like well this is kind of what they used to be and it's uh... (laughs) (laughs) so my third thing that confused me is the last line in the refrain or maybe it's the verse i i don't know depends on how you're reading it but the what you call news it doesn't feel like he's talking about fake news but that's all i could take from that line um this one i do not have a album uh answer for you um i mean i could see it maybe it's like this person whoever's telling them 
that they're wasting their time like maybe thinks of this as like a fact so like that you'd equate that generally or you should be able to equate that to news they're kind of maybe saying like that's like your opinion it's not news so we know in 2021 opinion is news so yeah maybe it's with those those goggles or or whatever that i was looking at that line but it just felt like a weird word for me to use in that explanation yeah i could see like maybe he could have substituted it with like truth or something like that rather than news because news kind of like makes you think of like like newspaper tv news like not somebody like speaking yeah so i don't know that those were the three three big questions i had from this song i just i found myself tripping up over it more than lyrics and the rest of the album where i was just like i'm not i'm not registering this right i think that is what they're going for because i just reread it again and i think that is kind of because like tell telling me what you think is right like i mean this is all about like clearly them like somebody having a goal and somebody telling them like like maybe they don't know where they're going so they're projecting that on them so like maybe by news they just kind of mean like like you think what i'm not doing is right and like you're setting that in fact but like it's not i think that's kind of yeah hearing you back and and talking about it i see that i, I think maybe just my mind would have gone with truth like you said yeah i think i think that almost i mean I am by no means any type of songwriter or lyricist, but that might have been a slightly better word choice. And, you know, I think I don't think there's any problem with being abstract. And I don't think that line is abstract. I just it just felt weird. But I don't think there's any problem with being abstract, but I don't think that's what they're going for. Like you said, a lot of times they're straightforward. Yeah. So I think sometimes when they're when they're more obtuse, it hits different than someone who does that intentionally through their music. Yeah, they're not usually very abstract at all. If anything, they'll have occasionally like maybe in their older music, not so much in this one, they'll occasionally have like more of like, I would call like a literary line where like you could like dissect it as if you were reading like a book, but they don't have anything <laughs> that's like abstract in the way where like you don't really know what they're saying. They're usually pretty like this is what the song's about. You can kind of, like they have metaphors and stuff, but you can still kind of get the gist of it, especially in this album. Yeah. So I can see what that would like throw you off about switching up and trying to be abstract. Yeah. Well, was there anything else you would like to say about this album? I've kind of been like, what does this mean? What are this song, not this album, but I've been very demanding of answers. I want to know, was there something you had to say about it all? I just love this song because it sounds so much like the old them this is probably the one I, there's a couple but i think this is probably the most it's funny because it's hard to say because there's like different songs have different like pieces of what they're known for and this one has a little bit less of the like changing up the sound in it but it still has more of that like the feel of it because if you when you listen to it you'll hear like even though they're saying the same lyrics the way they sing the i found out it's not the love that's in your mind it's the love that you might find that's going to save your life the first time is very different from the way they repeat it. Like the tempo of it, the way that they say it is like, it's different throughout. And like, that's one of my favorite things that they do. So I love that in this song. Yeah. Well, I think we're safe to move on to the title track of this album, track number 10, Living Mirage. I 
take a wild guess and assume that this is not one of your favorites on the album nope (laughs) i didn't mark this one as a standout track in my notes but the more i listen to it the more this is one of my favorite songs on this album again it's becoming very clear (laughs) that we listen to different different styles of music but i feel bad that the album name and the album titled song just didn't really connect with me because I do love this band, but I, I didn't like when you asked me in the beginning, like what the title meant to, to me, like of the whole album and stuff. And I just never found myself able to really connect to like why they titled the album or the meaning of the title of the album. Well, I don't know where they're based. I haven't done my research in that. I was really just kind of focusing on the songs themselves, but in a way, some of this song makes me think of the way people talk about Hollywood that have to live there and don't like it. I could see that. Like, especially like the line, everybody's the same out here. Like, oh, we just came from wherever we're originally from. We live out in Hollywood and it's all the same. And I don't know. Which is kind of funny when you think about it, because I don't know either like where they live or where they had to be to record. And it's not like they were like ridiculously obscure before this album. But they also weren't like grocery store listening mainstream popular before this album. Like, I don't think that too many people would like have recognized them walking down the street two years ago or three years ago. God, 2019 was already two years ago. Um, I don't think that too many people would just recognize them down the street like four years ago. So it's funny if they did write a song about living in Hollywood the first year that they maybe actually had to go and live in Hollywood. Well, it makes sense to me because, I mean, this song has a very deliberate address to you at times, but I don't think this is to a person. I think this song is about making music in general in a lot of ways. I don't know if that's what you read from it, but... Uh, I had it before, but like thinking about it now and I'm just speculating, obviously, but maybe maybe the change in their sound wasn't 100% something that they decided on their own i know because like it is what got them i'm pretty i'm fairly certain that the change in their sound was what led to them becoming more popular um because it's a more like mass listened to type of sound so maybe they are trying to say something about like because they said and then you sang you said and then you sang write a melody for you maybe they're trying to talk about like changing their sound for the audience rather than changing the song the sound for them yeah yeah or you know their producer or their manager whoever helped push definitely it's sad that that you don't like this song that much because (laughs) for one it has a really great bruce springsteen vibe to me which i really appreciate i say this is definitely not one of my skip songs like i uh i'll listen to it every time i go through the album all the way through if it comes up on my like radio i'll listen to it i just not one that i know like every word right well i will say he is like half a degree away from talking in this song he doesn't actually talk but there's moments where he's so close but as long as he doesn't talk it's okay yeah 
I, I really don't know where that came from because there's <laughs> not a single song in their previous albums with talking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was just told by the producer. Maybe that's where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, if somebody does know a song from them that has talking before this album, I'd love to hear it because I have, I have not come across it. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have, obviously, but yeah, I, I really like the music to this song, and I really love the way it builds at the end. I think this is the longest song on the album. It is, yeah, it's five minutes, and the rest are in the three-minute range. Yeah, and it's it builds so well at the end i i really appreciated that aspect of it i do like the melody of it i just for whatever reason it might be the lyrics i'm a very like lyric centered person with songs it's just not one that like sticks with me the way some of the other ones do but it's not a least favorite yeah i actually i like the lyrics to this song a little bit i don't know maybe it's because of how i read it being about the music business and making music that that would make sense considering you're a lot more in tune with that kind of thing well is there anything else you wanted to say about living mirage no i think that's about it well let's move on to the closer then track number 11 glory of music lift everyone's voices am i living man am i dying man is there anything i believe in I believe in the glory of music I don't believe in the power you use I love this song. Really? This song kind of rivals... I'm not great with titles all the time. I found out for, uh, for my favorite one of the album, probably. I just... I love his voice in this song. I don't even know why, like entirely. I just I just know that when it comes on, I'm like, I could listen to the song over and over again. Okay, so this is interesting because this was definitely my least favorite song on the album. And we'll talk we'll talk more about that. But since earlier I was like, this is a standout for me, but what part do I like the least? This is my least favorite song. What part did I like the most? The piano. No. I said the best part of this song is the whistles. Oh, the whistles are amazing. My my dog doesn't agree, but I I, I love the whistling and the, well, that's another. See, I'm I'm pretty easy to figure out with this album. Anything that reminds me of their old stuff is like instantly moved to the top of my uh, list of being favorite. And they have a lot of like whistle type stuff in older songs. And yeah, I, I love that. Well, I, I definitely appreciated the whistle. I think, and I was given this album several, several listens at this point. And I was listening to this earlier before we recorded. And I was like, you know, when, what I appreciate about voices isn't what most people appreciate about singing voices. It's very different. And I was just like, you know, I bet a lot of people actually really like this song because it is such a, such a good focus of his voice. Like, so I agree that his voice comes through on this song. But where it felt short to me is what really works for me in this album is all their instrumentation. Mm -hmm. So when they stripped so much of it away, it didn't work. And it was sad to me because another note I was going to say is I think it's a pretty classic choice to end an album with a more acoustic or more stripped down song. And there are a lot of times when that's super effective. But for me, again, it was just it took away what was working the most for me in this album. I can see where you're coming from with that definitely because they are kind of known for like 
all of their instruments and, and the use of them and all of that. Um, I did like, because of that, I think that might've been why I liked hearing his voice so much because even though he's the lead singer, we don't always get him like showcasing like vocals and like what he can do vocally. So it was pretty interesting to hear him get to show that off a little bit more. But I think something that they did throughout this album, maybe to fit a more like mainstream type listener is they sort of took everything that they do in all of their songs and pieced them into one of each song. Oh, I see what you're saying. So that's why I have like, that's why you'll see me be like for different songs, like, oh, I really like this one because it reminds me of uh, the old because it has this. And then like another song, I'll say the same thing, but it's like a different element that they put in from their old music. Yeah, I could see that. I think if this song like started acoustic and, and, you know more t- stripped yeah. down and then built and then went back to strip down i think i'd appreciate it more than i i'll have to introduce you to pre-2019 head in the heart because they when they put all of those elements together that's when i found them to be like the most magical like with their music but i, I liked hearing his voice and that is something that happens in like older songs of theirs but then like you just said like then they build it up and then they bring it back down and build it up again and it's pretty interesting yeah well what was this song about to you for me i mean i think about it a lot in terms of like of like it literally being about music i'm um i'm also uh or at least i used to be a dancer and a dance teacher so like I've always loved music. I used to sing. And then I, when I write, I use music. So for me, music has been pretty, not in the same way as you were like, you kind of like analyze and like know more about like the actual industry and stuff, but just music as a listener has been pretty integral in my life. So for me, it like really is about like the way that music can work in everybody's life. Yeah, definitely. But that leads me to a question is, so we'll look at the refrain. What does the second half of that refrain mean then? The refrain is, I believe in the glory of music, but I don't believe in the power you're using. I was actually, as I like finished like what I was saying, I started to think about like that line too uh, that you just brought up because I was going to say there also is the potential that it could be about a person. <laughs> right, like a lot of this is. You know, the other way I read it, and I don't think it's necessarily right, but I was like, this feels like, a statement from someone who's been like maligned by critics yeah you know i never see you have a different like perspective of than me like when thinking about music and that's actually i think that's a pretty cool way to think about it actually i, I would have never thought of it in those terms but i could see and it, for me it's helpful because i've actually always questioned the line and i don't believe in the power you're using it was like kind of the one line throughout that song that didn't totally like make sense to me when trying to like find a meaning in the song so if it is directed towards music critiques and that kind of thing i could see that that's probably the first thing that actually makes the most amount of sense or even you know they could have had problems with the production of this album and how it was working it could even just as we're talking it dawns on me maybe it is like the studios and the labels and all that 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 line's addressed to i just I just couldn't figure out who and what it was addressed for. So that's what came to my mind first, those things. Yeah, I think I struggled with the same thing as what, uh, because of that line, it does, because like everything else about the whole song feels like it's about music except for that line, um, which is where like, 
I can like literally remember listening to the song and like really enjoying it. But then the back of my head being like, how do you make that line fit into your own brains, you know, perception of this and not quite figuring out like how to connect it in like my listening experience. So I think, I mean, I don't know if that's right or not, but it's definitely an interesting thing to think about. And it would make sense because they're singing about music and their whole sound did change, which would be sad to think of their sound changing as having been a negative thing on the band, but I could see it as like a plausible theory. Well, it also could be a like negative and positive at the same time too. I say they definitely gained um, a lot more exposure from the sound change. Like I, I mean, I'd like to think that they could have got that exposure in their same genre as someone who loves that genre. But clearly once they, because they'd been doing it for quite a few years. So clearly once they restructured their sound, that's what, I mean, that they blew up after that. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about the song Glory of Music? Nothing other than if I ever teach dance again, I hope to choreograph to this. (laughs) I think it would be very interesting dance piece but that's just personal stuff <laughs> sure well i think that that brings us to the end of going track by track what what are the, your final thoughts on listening to the album as a whole under this process or after this conversation or even before we had this conversation what are what are some of the last things you you want to talk about as with the album as a whole well this album i definitely had to adjust to it i think when i first especially because i mean the first song i heard was the um the single uh missed connection so i kind of went into it thinking like oh no i'm not gonna like this because they changed everything uh so i had to adjust to it but i started to kind of like be like okay like let go of like you know like you know me wanting them to stay exactly the same and then when I saw them in concert I didn't like make the choice to see them in concert I got them as uh, I got it I didn't even know they were coming to Chicago but I got tickets for my birthday so I hadn't totally listened to the new album like maybe like more than once because I was still on the fence I was like I don't know you guys changed my sound that I liked so I re-listened to it a few times so I wanted to like be familiar with it when I went and when I saw them live it was just so incredible the way they did the new album and mixed in like their old songs. I was like, okay, I forgive them for changing the sound. And I, I do like this new album. <laughs> Fair. Well, before, before we, we start signing off, if someone told you they really liked this album and wanted some other recommendations, where would you send them? Well, other bands, I'm not, I'm not the best with like remembering band names and stuff. Like I have like, like just playlists of music that I listen to. It's all over the place. But uh, Mumford and Sons is what led me to this band. So if you like Hide in the Heart, you might like stuff like Mumford and Sons and Lumineers and that kind of thing. Uh, but for Hide in the Heart, you need to, need to, need to listen to Rivers and Roads because it is their closing concert song every time. It is their, I die when that song comes on. It's like the best song probably from them and then that if you find rivers and roads that will just lead you down the rabbit hole of every other amazing song that they have well i guess for me for my recommendations i do think listening to some mid-career u2 or bruce springsteen would both be good to see some of the things that i feel like they pulled from for this album but i also think on that note of like indie folk with some electronic influence 
this is a little bit more experimental but the album cathedral by the castanets would probably be something i recommended if someone wanted something like this but that was a little bit more experimental well thank you so much for joining me today uh anything else you want to want to say uh no i'm happy to do it uh it was fun um you know you and i have hung out outside of this uh, situation and it was very fun to learn how different our uh, like innate music tastes are through this process that was something I wasn't expecting I mean I know we don't listen to I knew we didn't listen to the same stuff going into this but it was funny to see like being so opposite within the same like album yeah definitely well thanks so much And that brings us to the end of another episode. Just want to take a moment to remind everybody that we welcome questions, suggestions, and any feedback. So if you would have anything you want to say to us or just want to follow us, you can check out where to do that in the episode notes. In the next episode, the plan is to cover Cloud Dead's 10. There might be a change, but as of right now, this is where we want to go. This is one of my personal favorite albums of all time. Top five, hands down, and really excited to have this episode. Until then, stay safe, be good, and thank you for listening. is an abandoned mascot production and part of the abandoned mascot network a loose affiliation of podcasts for media arts creators and connoisseurs for more information follow us on twitter at abandoned masco one that's abandoned m-a-s-c-o and the number one thanks for listening